Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Just going to pull out some. Um, <clears throat> going to have to condense my message for today, but there's some things that I feel just relate into what God's been doing this morning. Thanks, David. You know, last week we had a message from Pastor um, Clive and Jane. And um, some of the things that he mentioned was about God calling us into a deeper place of intimacy. And I you know, believe that this is what, you know, it's happened this morning. And we need to carry on pressing into God. We need to carry on having times like this in our own time of intimacy with him. Some of the things he said was that the enemy wants to cause us to be drowsy and to be sleepy, but God wants us to be fully awake, fully alert, and fully aligned and ready with him. And he he used the story of, um, I think it's, I think Jane used the story of the the foolish virgins, the wise and the foolish virgins, and just being ready with our lamps full of oil, ready for the Lord, and not being caught sleeping. And, you know, I think because of the time that we've been in with all the COVID stuff going on, you know, over the last 18 months or so, it has been, it's been a strange time, hasn't it, to in, in relation to God, without church being there, yes, you can, yes, there is church at home that we can, you can tune into, but not physically being able to gather together, it's been, it's been a difficult time for, for lots of people, I think, relationship-wise, you know, vertically with God, but I believe we are coming out of that, and I believe God is wanting to just have something fresh, he wants to do something fresh in us, where we come out of that time closer to him than we've ever been before more intimate more closely aligned more synced you know in sync with him than we've ever been before and you know was it last week or the week before you know I've missed I missed a couple of Sundays because I was isolating with one with my boys while Anna was here and then us as a whole family we were isolating because you know two of our kids had covid um and it was it was interesting during that time that you kind of you know you go back into this isolation thing this where you're restricted you can't go out and can't see people and can't do anything anymore apart from on zoom but it it was a reminder for me that you know we you you still have to continue to cultivate a relationship with God without having meetings around you, without having church meetings, without having other meetings that I'd usually have during my week. And, and I, did, I found it difficult again. It was kind of like I was going back into something. I was like, oh, here we, here we go again. And it kind of breaks up your routine of, you know, you know, usually I'd get up in the morning, spend time with God, and it kind of just messes that whole thing up because the kids are at home and you need to do work with the kids and... You know, just everything kind of just shuffles around again. And I d- it, it was a challenge for me, but it was, it was a reminder, though, that not to just go back to 
how things were before, if that makes sense. Not to just go back to, okay, to, to think, right, we're coming out of this COVID time, we're going back to the way things were before. We, I think God is wanting to work something in us that we're not going back to something. This, we're going into something new. We're into, into a new era and we shouldn't go back in our thinking to like, okay, you know, everything's going to be fine. We'll be able to have church again and everyone's going to gather again and everything's going to be great. We, God is still wanting to teach us something through this pandemic stuff to just stay close to him no matter what goes on, whether you are isolating, whether you are, you know, things do change and um, whatever's going on around you. I believe God is just is, is saying to us, he wants us to stay close, which was Pastor Clive's message. He wants us to stay close and keep ourselves ready. Um, something I wanted to share, like last this week just gone it was the first week of the summer holidays for the kids and um so we were out of isolation and you know Anna and I are kind of juggling our time in just taking the boys out and doing stuff with them and my boys like to climb hills they they love going to like Box Hill uh, I don't know if any of you've been to Box Hill or, or Devil's Dyke and going up the really steep hills and climbing up to the top of like mountain kind of things and um, there was one evening I was kind of, uh, well, there was, there was one day that I, I took the boys out to Leaf Hill. I don't know if you've ever been to Leaf Hill, but that's quite a steep climb as well. And as we were going up that, um, it was like I felt the Lord was kind of speaking to me about our, my, my, my walk with him and our kind of journey with him because it can sometimes be like we're climbing up <laughs> like a steep hill. And um, God started speaking to me about that then. And then one evening I went to, I, went, I just went on my own to Devil's Dyke and I was cli- kind of climbing up this, this really steep hill. And God was speaking to me again and he was, he was reminding me, he was saying, sometimes your, your walk with me can be like climbing up a steep hill. It's hard work and it feels like you're sometimes not getting very far and it's just, it could be painful on your legs, especially if you're not that fit, like I, like me. Um, it's painful, and it's kind of like it can be a, a just a, a plodding along journey with him, and you might not be seeing the things that you want to see, and you might not be experiencing the things you want to experience, and you might not be having an amazing time, but you're still kind of going up this this hill, and sometimes it can be steeper and steeper. I think if I've got the right, the first picture right. Yeah, that was that was the picture. This was this was going up um, one of the hills on Devil's Dyke, um, which is a really horrible name, but you know it is it is what it is. Um, but this was one of the hills, and this was very like a kind of very steep hill, and you couldn't see the top of the hill. You couldn't really see the top, and and for quite a long time you're walking like this, and you're going. It's steeper and steeper and steeper, and you can't actually see what's on the top. You could see from far away, but as you're going up, you, could, you couldn't see it. And, and, I, and I just felt the Lord was saying to me, you know, your walk can be, you, you, you sometimes just don't experience what you want to experience or you don't think you are, but you need to carry on going and you need to carry on going up the mountain. It can be painful, it can be tiring, it can be, you know, boring, it can be um, like just a, a, a long, laborious journey, but 
you need to keep going. And eventually I did get to the top of this hill. Um, if you just flick the next picture. And then from the top of the hill where I was, which is quite a steep hill, I could see right back to where I, I started, which was like a long, long way. It was way down here. I think I parked my car way down there somewhere. So I'd come over this hill, another hill, another hill, and then you, could, you were kind of right at the bottom of this hill. Then I had to climb up the top of this hill. But I felt the Lord was saying to me, you know, once you, once you continue to climb, you're not, you don't give up, you, and then you turn around and see where you've actually come from, you'll see the progress that you've actually made. And I felt one of the things I wanted to just say this morning is not to give up, is not to give up keeping, keeping on. Keep on going. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't, don't be discouraged because you might not be seeing what you want to see. Just keep going. And there will come a time where you'll see all of that hard work, all of that kind of staying faithful to God, plugging into him, continuing with him, not giving up with him. Do you get to a point where you do see how far you've actually come? And then the next picture it was, and this is kind of like a, this is the picture from the other side of the hill and you could see, you could literally see for miles and miles and miles back. But it kind of represented to me like your journey, you know, I mean, that, that first journey only took me like maybe, I don't know, 40 minutes or something like that. And I came that far, but this, this picture goes way back and maybe over a lifetime or over a number of years of following God and keeping on going, keeping on, keeping on, you've actually covered a massive amount of distance and you can actually see where you've come from. And during that time of your journey, you've, prob you've had victories, you've seen God move, you've seen God do things, but you might not be seeing that every day. You might not be, you might not be seeing that every month, you never know. But there is things that God is doing and he wants us to continue to not, to continue to continue with him. He wants us to keep going. Um, one of the scriptures I had <clears throat> was something that I read out last week, actually. It's from Psalm 42. It says this, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And that's talking about intimacy. That's talking about us having a desire, a passion, a heart, a hunger for him. Our souls panting for him. And it says this, where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. And I did share this last week, but um, I was looking at that again. And it's, it, it's again, it's a, I, I want to encourage you Sometimes you've got to speak to yourself. You've got to lift yourself out of whatever you're going through. So I had to do that last week when I was isolating. It was like, 
right, come on, I need to get back into the swing of things. I've got to lift my, you've got to speak to yourself and lift yourself up out of whatever it is you're in, you know, and just keep going like that steep hill. You've got to just keep plodding along, keep pushing on, keep pushing with God. Put your hope. So, so the psalmist was saying, put to himself, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. You know, there's this, the story of David in the Bible where he encouraged himself in the Lord. It says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you're not going to have someone around you to encourage you. And it's a very good spiritual um, muscle to develop where you learn how to encourage yourself without anyone around you, without any worship music or preaching or whatever. You might have your Bible, but you just need to encourage yourself in God and pick yourself up out of whatever pit or whatever struggle or whatever challenges are around you or things that are going on in you or circumstances that are coming about you or or over you or trying to squash you down. You've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. You've got to pick yourself up and just begin to pray, begin to just seek him, begin to worship him. And sometimes it can take a bit of time and sometimes it can be a bit of a of an uphill struggle but you've got to we've got to do it we've got to learn how to develop um, that strength in us to pick ourselves up and not just wallow in misery or wallow in the kind of the things that are going on around us or, or, or whatever's trying to just keep us down we've got to pick ourselves up and and just continue on with God it's perseverance isn't it you know you can read you could you could, there's loads of scriptures about perseverance in the Bible, but we've got to persevere. We can't give up. We can't just let things overtake us and oppress us and keep us down. It's just one last scripture um, in Job. I mean, I was going to talk about the rich young ruler. I think Pastor Clive spoke about that last week. Um, where God put his finger on something in his life, which is money. And he couldn't let go of it. You know, he, he said, uh, you know, I've, I've obeyed the, the different um, commandments in the Old Testament. I've obeyed this and I've obeyed that and I've done this since I was young. But when Jesus said to him, you know, can you give, you know, just sell everything you have, give it all away, give it to the poor and come and follow me. He couldn't do that bit. And, you know, I don't think God was just, I don't think Jesus was just picking on him because um, he, he knew that he, he wasn't going to do it. I think Jesus was giving him the opportunity to, to lay something down and come and follow him. And money was just his idol. That was the thing that he couldn't give up. But for all of us, there's all sorts of other things that sometimes God just puts his finger on and asks us to lay down or give up or stop doing um, things that sometimes have our hearts. It's a good, it's a good, I think we all know individually the things that, that hold our hearts, that, hold, that have a hold on us. And that could be any number of things. I mean, I, you can list, I can list all sorts of things and they could even be other things that, you know, we just wouldn't imagine. But I think each individually we would know, is there something that holds your heart that you can't, that is bigger than God, that is more important than God, that is more important than your devotion to him. And that's what Jesus was after with the rich young ruler. He was after his heart, really. He was after his heart. 
and he wanted him to follow. Jesus wanted the rich young ruler to follow him, to come leave that life and follow him, and he couldn't do it. And, you know, money might not be an issue for some of us here. It might be, who knows, but it could be any number of things. But there's one scripture, I think I've got it on there in Job. Oh, you had it. You put that up before I even asked for you. Um, there's a scripture in Job. And, and it says this. So, the, so this is Job. I don't know if you read the book of Job, but, you know, Job went through some pretty difficult times. And his friends um, would talk to him and, and try and encourage him. And so one of his friends in, in verse 11 said, th- said this to him. He said, if you, so yet if you devote your heart to him, so obviously to God, and stretch out your hands to him, if you put away the sin that is in your hand and allow no evil to dwell in your tent, then free of fault, you will lift up your face. You'll stand firm without fear. You'll surely forget your trouble, recalling only as water gone by. Next one. Life will be brighter than noonday and darkness will become like morning. You'll be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. You will lie down with no one to make you afraid and many will court your favour. If you go back to the first, um, first part of that scripture. So this, is, this scripture is all about being devoted. If you devote yourself to him and you stretch out your hands to him, he will do all of, the, all of the rest. And you put away the sin and that sin could be the thing that you know, God's putting his finger on in your life, whatever that may be. It might not be a specifically like a sinful thing. And actually, I, I actually think a lot of things that have a heart aren't actually sinful things. They're just things. You know that scripture that says, um, uh, oh, if I can remember it, not... It's something like everything is permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So there's things in our lives that we can do that God's not saying we can't do. And um, they're not particularly, they're not specifically sinful things, but actually are they beneficial in our lives? Are they beneficial to us? Are they beneficial in our relationship with God? And that's the thing in the, I believe in this scripture where it says if you put away if you put away those things that are in our hands and allow no evil to dwell in your tent then free of fault you will lift up your face you'll stand firm without fear so it's it's having a confidence isn't it so when we put away those things that we know we kind of have a feeling that we or we know that the spirit you know God's spirit convicts us of when we know we've put away those things, then you can stand confident, without fear, boldly before the Lord and receive from him and continue to walk with him. So you'll surely forget your trouble, recalling it as only water's gone by. And next, next slide. Life will be brighter than noonday and darkness will become like morning. So God, it's, it's almost saying that you will ha- you'll be blessed in your life. This is all about blessing now. You put those things away. You begin to devote yourself to God properly and God's blessing comes. You'll be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. You will lie down with no one to make you afraid 
and many will court your favor. And, you know, and this, is, this is God's heart. He wants to pour out his favor, his blessing on us. And that's a great little scripture there. And you can read, you know, you can read around that and the conversation that, you know, Job was having with his friend. But his friend was basically teaching him biblical principles. He was saying, do this. And actually the conversation between his friends, <laughs> Job and his friends was sometimes, was interesting because they would accuse him of doing things and accuse him of saying things. And they weren't always particularly right. But in this little bit of scripture, his friend was actually giving him, was kind of saying to him, here's some really good principles. If you do this, God will bless you. Um, so, yeah. So I think, I think that's about everything I wanted to say. I mean, there was a lot more to say, but kind of, I believe God was doing that within the rest of the meeting anyway. But I just want to pray before we go. And um, I think there's some highlights and bits at the end, isn't there, that we need to just go through. But yeah, Father, I just thank you for this morning, Lord God. I thank you for what you are doing in the worship with which each, which each and every one of us, Lord God. I thank you for how you are just touching our hearts, our lives. And Father, I thank you that you are drawing us closer to yourself in intimacy. You want us to be intimate with you, Lord God. Father, give us that persevering heart. Give us that strength. Give us that ability to continue to continue on with you, to keep going on, even though things may seem like they're difficult or we're not seeing the results we want to see, Father God. I thank you for a pers that perseverance, that strength in us, that faithfulness to continue to follow you, Lord God. And Father, we want to be devoted to you, Lord God. We want to devote our lives to you and remove anything that may come between us and you, Father. So, Lord, I just want to bless everyone here today. Father, I thank you that you just seal up in our hearts what you've done in us this morning and let us continue on with the rest of our week and, and, and use what we've, we've, what's happened today um, to bless other people as well, Father. So, Lord, yeah, we thank you for today. Um, we thank you for your word. And, um, yeah, thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.